The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to the Game from the Radio, the facility Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. is none other than our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man's Oh, wait, Dominic DSS. Do we still <laughs> remember what that's from now? I don't remember what it's from, but I, I haven't heard it yet when I'm listening to the show, so I'm sure I haven't mentioned it as I'm editing. Or having Every time you editing. call me DSS, I just start thinking Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I don't know why. And I think uh, of the Holocaust, but okay. We have our very own well, uh, from, turn fast. <laughs> we have our very own from the life of Genergy, uh, generally Seldy. Good day, good evening. And we have our senior correspondent from Parts Unknown, uh, senior correspondent Charlie Saldino. Social Security is our friend. <laughs> so, I figured I I say something senior. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So on this week's show, we're going to have um a, another Jay Bird and Lee segment. A comic pick of the week from uh, Dominic Definition Man Sperano. And uh, I will be uh, talking about WandaVision because by the time this airs, WandaVision will be all episodes will be out. So I'll be talking about that. Hold on. You got Disney Plus? No. <laughs> so, wait, wait, so, wait, hold on. So, hold on. Yes. You're going to talk about something you haven't watched. Oh, I've watched it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, my so, God. Man. Before we do any of that, (laughs) before we do any of that, I am not incriminating myself. But before we do any of that, we have to take it away with you. Went to a friend's house and binged it. Before we we take any of that, I'm going to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I thought Mark had no friends. No, his friend circle is right now on the radio with him. Yes, Yes. very true, very true. Um, But before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. The news is brought to you in part by fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of celebrating with 26 years of complexness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention will be uh, scheduled for May 1st and May 2nd of this year. Also, I want to yes, and, and yes. it may happen. <laughs> yeah. Or may not. Um, yeah. Also, uh, the show is brought to you, uh, the news is brought to you in part by uh, the fine folks at the sci-fi.radio. Uh, it's sci-fi hey. for your Wi-Fi. I like that. Um, also, want to give us shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unji Kun, yes! <laughs> How to Rabbit Art, The Huracan, and Yasmin Ray. If you want to get your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com. Look over here for you in the search bar. And just for a measly dollar, uh, you can uh, support our show. Or uh, you can go to our website, www.kingferio.com, and buy us all a virtual pizza. We would appreciate it, and I like mine with extra cheese. Um, so let's see. We'll start it's not real, news. Mark. It's not real. It's not a real pizza. It's a, it's a virtual pizza with virtual cheese, yes. Um, yeah. So normally... I'd be more into this virtual pizza thing if that meant we actually got a pizza. <laughs> well, that would be yeah. virtual, virtual pizza. 
whatever. Yes, we I'm just saying, like, if you buy us a virtual pizza, a yeah. real pizza del- is delivered to someone's house. Right. One, th- one Thursday, <laughs> Amazon Prime is going to visit all of us, an individual truck, at 3 <laughs> o'clock on Thursday and deliver us a slice of pizza. That'd be awesome. See, I, I would get behind that. Yes. So, um, and normally, virtual pizza is the only type of pizza I'm for. So oh. I love it. Yeah. So what normally, kind of New Yorker are you? Normally, we would have our, our start off with sad news, but we have no sad news this week. Oh my God! That's the news. Marcus, we have no sad news. Mark, yeah, mark I have. I have sad news. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, there is no more Mr. Potato Head. I'm getting to that. How did How did you know, Mr. Segway? <laughs> From me, have your fries and eat it too, department. <laughs> Hasbro has announced that moving forward, all Mr. and Mrs., for that matter, Potato Head products will be rebranded with a gender-neutral name simply called Potato Head. Executives say Mr. Potato Head has been around for about 70 years and needs a modern makeover. However, However, as the Internet backlash has been swift and negative, much like our senior correspondent here, Hasbro has responded by saying, Hold that tot. Your main spud, Mr. Potato Head, isn't going anywhere. While it was announced today that the Potato Head brand name and logo are dropping the Mr., I am proud to confirm that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. So there you go, Charlie. They they backed off. And so They better back off because <laughs> I was going to boycott and have everybody I know in the entire free world boycott Hasbro. Oh, Other yeah, you were going to cancel them, Charlotte? You're going to become part of the cancel culture yes. now? Oh, God. I was, yes, yes. <laughs> Coming because full circle, now we're the problem. <laughs> I was, and I was going to fight anybody who was going to argue with me on this. All right, Charlie. Mr. I, would Mr. Like that. I would like Mr. to see Charlie in a street fight. <laughs> oh. I think he's scrappier than we think. Well, back in the day, you would have, but now I got to worry about every pain in the book. Yeah, I worry right. about pain. You know, at my age, I break a hip and I die. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no. So, don't leave me but, alone with this nutcase. So, Charles, but, and, yeah. Anyway, let me, let me explain, Lucy. Go ahead. Let's, um, let's hear it. Go ahead. Throw yeah. your, your, your vial. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head was around for years. And all of a sudden, they said, hey, we have to give equal time to the females. They created a Mrs. Potato Head. That's right. There you go. That was fair. Why everybody's offended now in the Mr. and Mrs. thing. So, of course, they have to change. That's bull pups. It really is bull cocky. I, I can't take this world anymore. Everybody at a drop of a hat at any given thing. They're they're offended. Well, I had enough of it, and um, and anyway, it, it's ridiculous. So the next time I put my name on an application and it has a Mister next to it, and I put Mister Charles, somebody in the world's going to be offended by that. That I consider myself a male. Now I'm not saying. I'm just going to write. I'm, I'm saying you could be. <laughs> Anything you want to be in this world, and God bless you, but don't take away my rights. Don't take, you know, it's ridiculous. That's all. 
So how do you and, really and feel about it? <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. All you pansies out there, listen to me. Um, this, I, I now, see all, all kidding aside, it's getting ridiculous. Now they're taking Dr. Seuss away. and Getting. You know, it's ridiculous. But I guess Hasbro has heard from several people like me. And uh, they decided to, uh, you know, back off a little. I think mm. that they were sitting in a boardroom and figured, <laughs> how can they sell more stuff? And somebody said, let's make it gender neutral to appeal to, to America's youth. And they were like, yeah. So, I mean, if, if their end goal, which I believe is to sell more stuff, then doing whatever is necessary to sell more stuff is what the corporate business world would do. So I understand that point of view. I can't believe that people are arguing over gender neutrality. <laughs> of yeah. I mean, if you look at my Facebook page, I have a big thing. There's Rod Serling and all this, and it's hysterical stuff. And uh, it's just ridiculous. That's all. What you do you can't know? have a Mr. and Mrs. Like when my friends used to meet my parents and say, oh, hello, Mr. Feldman. They're yeah. just going to call me Feldman because <laughs> like, it's uh, Mr. Offensive now. Right. And they even have a kit where you can use like they don't even give you back in the day. They had a kit where they didn't even give you the potato, the plastic potato. They just gave you all the pieces and you could borrow mom's potatoes. You know, you, you go had to, to the use store. a real potato for Mr. Potato. Oh, wow. use, you use the real potato. Yeah. Wow. Well, as someone of half Russia, Irish real, descent, real I'm offended at that. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Jen? <laughs> In Russia, wheels real potato in Russia. <laughs> so moving on from the, uh, I'm much when, better uh, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Charlie's calmed down. I'm worried yeah. about his blood pressure. Yes. The key yeah, to this no. stuff is that you got to learn their lingo and beat them at it. So I yeah. have I have a friend who is a, a prosecutor somewhere in the United States. I won't be specific. <laughs> and the defense attorney was saying that he's racist. And he looked at him and said, you can't say I'm racist. Today, I identify as a Puerto Rican lesbian. The guy, <laughs> the guy looked at him and said, I don't know if you're kidding. He's like, exactly. You don't. You, you don't. have to learn to switch the, the lingo on people like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, in this day and age, like I always said, all kidding aside, it's it, you be whatever you want that makes you happy. But don't, you know. Don't be ridiculous, like with this, and like Mark saying, maybe it was the toy company, and now they're feeling they're hearing the backlash of it. So, there you go. So, speaking I agree of, with what you're saying, except you don't. Some people think they can be elves. You can't be yeah, an elf. Yeah, yeah. Some you don't don't screw oh, with Mark, Mr. Let's, Potato let's Mark, Head. Let Mark talk, would you? <laughs> All right. So moving ahead. moving on. The next bit of That's news. That's all you were going to say? Yes, yeah, we have okay. tons of news to go through. Oh, God, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, from the to move on for years. <laughs> wholly disappearing act, Batman. <laughs> In a recent CW special highlighting the Arrowverse, fans were quick to notice that certain scenes depicting the crossover event, Crisis of Infinite Earths, have been edited to remove the original Batwoman actress, Ruby Rose, from those scenes. Most notably, the shot of all the characters standing together in a row, Ruby was digitally removed standing between the White Canary and the Martian Manhunter. The new shot just has the Martian Manhunter being moved closer to Canary to erase the gap. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, or care for that matter, 
Ruby had left the show under uh, ambiguous reasons at the end of the first season. The show decided, as opposed to just recasting Ruby, to create a new character to take over the lead for the series to continue on. Uh, no comment from the studio or actress Ruby Rose for the change. Oh, we can't hear your executive voice. Damn no. it! <laughs> um, that's I, I saw. I saw the the picture. Like they just completely erased her from existence and moved the other guy over. Like she never uh, existed. I'm like. Why would they do that? That's almost that's almost like a Darren thing on Bewitched. When they swap out the Darren, Darrens. I mean, they switch Darrens and they, you know, oh yeah, you weren't supposed to know, you know. But right. that's actually well, worse. Also, so, like, if they showed the reruns of Bewitched and then they digitally erase Darren out of the the thing, yeah. it's not like he's just gone. He's he's removed yeah. from history now. Well, it was um, Dick York and Dick Sargent. So as Howard Stern says, they changed dicks and was hoping that nobody noticed. Um, but uh, Dick's, uh, Dick York had bad back problems, and uh, th- he couldn't even work anymore. That's how bad his back problems was. And That's Dick terrible. Sargent, Dick Sargent, oh, wow. he has a cappy, cappy Dick fun fact. <laughs> Dick Sargent was the original choice for Darren. Huh. Go figure. So they, they got their That's man in the end. Yeah. It was also, didn't they coordinate that, though, with the show moving from black and white to color? I don't know. It's magic. I think they did. <laughs> like, it, it, they were able to, like, get the new actor on top of, like, hey, we're going to move it into color. So it, it kind yeah. of, like, they really won't notice. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Like, they won't know. They, they so won't now, know. <laughs> now everybody blamed Dick York and said, that's why it wasn't in color. See, they changed Dick Sargent. They made it oh! cool. Maybe the, dog, the lighting and color. I'm angry. Right I'm angry. Style. I'm barking. <laughs> Remember, all dogs are emotional support animals, Charlie. Yes. So if he's angry. He's going to yes. feel anger too. So let's let's <laughs> let me. He growled. Let me, I said that and he growled. Let me put this into perspective. Um, I was talking to my friend about Terrence Howard that he used to be uh, Rhodes in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So now, at, like, at one point they, in time, if they went back and they digitally removed him and put uh-huh. in. Um, Don Cheadle, like they're just mm-hmm. rewriting mm-hmm. history for no point. Just to get, I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't they? They're pulling a George chance? Lucas. Yeah, it's it's really weird that oh. they would do that under the ambiguous lawsuits. But I mean, they, least, yeah, you did it. You're on the contract. You filmed it. You're done. And, like, I guess maybe maybe a lawsuit might be it. Who knows? But it's just weird. Like, or maybe it's weird. kind of like they're too hurt. You know, it's like when people cut out their ex-husbands or ex-wives from the picture frames. It's kind of like that. <laughs> the memory is just too strong. It's too much for yeah. them. They're like, I just don't want it. It's too much. I, yeah. Maybe that is possible. Maybe I actually look at it as um, almost like the coward's way out a little bit. Like, if anyone remembers this show that was on, I think it was on Stars, uh, Spartacus. Okay. They had yeah. mm-hmm. so the 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 original actor who played Spartacus unfortunately died of like a very rare and freakish thyroid cancer, which he wasn't even flipping about like he was taken care of. Unfortunately, this young healthy man died from it, and they had to recast the role because he okay. just can't like replace Spartacus with someone else. Right. Right. His his twin brother Bob Spartacus. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spartacus, Sparta, <laughs> Sparta can't, you know, like whatever. Sparta yeah. hug. Um, so what they they replaced the actor, but they always kept the original actor in the flashback scenes. 
Wow. Like they didn't like recap they didn't reshoot the flashback scenes. Like it always like there right. that guy was. If they did a flashback, well, it was I, him. And I guess just, that like, was out of respect. It was out of respect. Maybe that sure. marriage yeah. had a good ending. Well, no, he died, but <laughs> Well, it was happy yeah, when they were together. Oh, they were yeah, they're happy the when they were together. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it was probably to also mm-hmm. give some residuals to the, to his family. But the point being, it's like they took the, in my opinion, the braver way out. They're not, they're not um, diminishing the other person. Dimin- they're not, they're not condescending to the audience. Like they're allowing the audience to say, like, yes, we know someone else played this part. We know someone died tragically of this part, but we get this is a show. And it's the, supposed mm-hmm. to be the same character. And that to me is a little braver than just be like, all right, just erase it. Never happened. It's like, no, yeah. acknowledge that Ruby Rose played the role. All you have to do is say in the next season that she left, this Batwoman left uh, Gotham for a certain, for whatever reason, and has handled the mantle of Batwoman over to this new character. So speaking yeah. of, uh, of characters... Moving on mm. from Lee, nobody Dominic, wants to see. Ex- excellent point, Dominic. Mark just moved on from that whole thing, <laughs> but excellent point. Go ahead, Mark. Carry on. <laughs> Every once in a while, I stun Mark with such amazing lines <laughs> to do or say, other than but moving on. Yeah, I must. Yeah. Move on. I must and he says to move on, pretend it never happened, just like they did with Ruby Rose. Oh, nice, very nice. Mm. Um, there you go. From Lee, <laughs> nobody wants to see Al Pacino sitting on his couch at home watching TV department. I wouldn't mind. I do. Uh, the Golden Globes continues its downward trend, having its worst viewed ceremony in the past 13 years, averaging 5.4 million viewers this year, which is down more than 60% of last year's Whoa. viewer average, which was uh, only 14.8 million viewers. Um, of course, have- most experts blame the huge decline on the show was done virtually with all the nominees online at home watching the facilities due to the ongoing pandemic. Mm. I think it's because they didn't have Ricky Gervais roast the all of Hollywood this year. Can you believe that was just a, that was only a year ago? It feels like it was I so know. long. And let me wow. tell you, I still watch that and laugh. <laughs> I still like he was biting, and I like it's like it's just jokes, except for when he's saying like, if Al Qaeda were to open up a studio, mm-hmm. all of you guys would go work for them. Oh my god, that the, was the hypocrisy the that he pointed out was amazing. Yeah, that was yeah, the best. That was a great one. Oh my and god, I love. I love. Everyone's even Tom Hanks was like, "Oh my God, how could he be saying?" Yeah, that? and yeah. I genuinely believe Tom Hanks is a is a good, decent human being, um, as far as That's... I can, as far as I've ever heard. But the best was um, what's his name, Adam Driver, who's like, "I was a Marine. This phases me in no way whatsoever." He's just <laughs> laughing. He's like, "I was a Marine. I don't care. You can say whatever you want." I thought, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter to me. And it was good. the best was it knew he knew it was his last time. Oh, he's, I don't <laughs> care anymore. I yeah, don't I care. don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. They also, I don't get why they, if they were going to do the whole thing virtually, why do they push it two months into the, into the year further than normal? They normally do it in January. I think because they they weren't sure what was going to happen. And so they weren't sure if they could pull it off. Yeah, but they didn't. No. (laughs) But look, the whole point of an award show is that you get all the people together. So doing these virtual award shows, just like they did the Emmys, it's kind of like. I I wish. I wish Al was on the couch going, I'll tell you this, Chico. I'm sitting on the stupid couch. Nobody's watching me. So as a, as a, as a side note to that, um, people did see Al Pacino falling asleep during, oh. 
uh, during the, the 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 clips of you know having all the nominees, he was he was either sleeping or extremely disinterested in what was going on. Wouldn't you wow, be? Wow, that's funny. So yeah, like, if you go online, you can see you can see pictures of him just like ah, checking out at home, yeah. watching it on his couch. Look, Al Pacino is like easily in his seventies, <clears throat> if not older. Let me take a quick look here. Yeah, at least seventies, at least. Yeah. All right. So while while he's checking that, we're gonna go to uh, a nice point and and uh, and uh, oh, you got it? You don't got it? You don't got it? All right. So wait, wait. Did you think the views of the Golden Globes would be back up to fourteen? Yeah, eighty exactly. You mean you mean next uh, next year? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if they'll be back up to fourteen. I'm gonna say no. Al Pacino is just one year younger than my father. Okay, my father cannot stay awake throughout the day for any given reason so why they would put this man through this <laughs> and like make True. him sit there watching tv no 80 year old is staying awake watching tv all night well the thing is is that night. you know they, there's no excuse there's no excuse not to show up for the awards anymore if you're at home <laughs> like before, sure. like, oh, are they going to show up are they not going to show up no I'm, I'm at home you got to be on the on the award show <laughs> Well, maybe they were sticking well, with the theme of the year, you know, sleepiness. All of our yeah. uh, leaders are a little sleepy. <laughs> maybe. I'll should, leave it at that. Maybe. We should adult, adopt the Japanese belief that even if you fall asleep in a meeting, we should be grateful that you decided to be present in the meeting. Right. Um, I'm not kidding. I, That's an actual thing. Like, so long as you're not snoring or drooling or whatever. <clears> right. You're, you're there. Just right. there and you just fall asleep because you're, you know, well, they're like, he's still working. Gotcha, he's there right. and, and he, he's, he well, gave us his presence. Mark, I, I have a uh, an incident for you that you all might be interested in. I had, when I worked at ABC, my um, my photographer lost his apartment and blah, blah, blah. And unknown to us, he settled in the darkroom, you know, of, of at ABC. Wow. So we knew, I knew he was there. One day, he called in sick from the darkroom. <laughs> He called in sick from work. That's great. Isn't that, oh I, I've never, never seen anything better than that. And I, so I, approved that. I approved that. I said, all right, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, oh my God. How please tell me you went and knocked on the door. Like, you're okay in there? I know you said, no, I, I called back there. I said, you need soup. You need anything from the, uh, you know, from the lunchroom there? No, oh, I'll be all right. All right. Okay. You need any developer, anything, you know? You need a so, home. You need a home, yeah. You need, you need a bed, need. an actual bed. Yeah. Okay, get him a candle. Get him a Christmas candle. That'll help. Oh my God! It it was it, when he called in sick. I was like, "You you're calling in sick from the yeah? I I can't work today." And I I took a moment's pause and I said, "All right, you know, <laughs> that was it." Because uh, I, appre- I appreciated that, you know. Appreciate the heads up. Good to know. Yeah, that, um, that is that is pretty funny. So yes. Mo- moving on to the next uh, next bit of news from Lee. That's a lot of nuts. Department. That's a lot of nuts. You know. Too many nuts. You know, Dominic. We we edit in the actual sound effect. Okay. I need to hear it. Okay. Because <laughs> when people listen to it, they hear this. They hear the clip, and then they hear you repeating it after the clip. Because I, I love that clip. <laughs> just letting you, yeah. just letting you know, because you didn't know. Um, no, you know what you know. You know what you really need to do, Mark. What? Stop doing stories from the "That's a lot of nuts" department. <laughs> uh, from um, the new Tom you and don't Jerry. Don't even know film. what that has to do with anything. 
because it's uh, never mind. The new Tom and Jerry film has claimed the number one spot, pulling in thirteen point seven million dollars domestic box office, making it the biggest opening of twenty twenty one. Executives say it is impressive, actually. There's undoubtedly an element of cabin fever among parents and kids at play with these successful family movies during the pandemic. But I also think we're looking at the beginnings of a larger trend. As virus cases decline, vaccines roll out, and more mainstream films start releasing, families are growing more comfortable with the idea of going back to the movies while practicing safe health measures such as mask wearing and social distancing. Uh, to put things into perspective, this time last year, Invisible Man, who remember that movie, won no the one. number one spot with just $37.5 million. It was uh, the invisible movie. Uh, <laughs> of, yeah. of note, uh, The Crude's Part 2 is still the mm-hmm. number one film in 2021 with $52.5 million and counting, followed by One Woman Part 2 at $43.6 million and counting, with Tom and Jerry at the number three spot. Um, Yo, Tom and Jerry, yeah. Also, mm-hmm. uh, just like One Woman Part 2 before it, Tom and Jerry is another HBO Max film being released on both the streaming service and theaters at the same time. So once again, HBO's mm-hmm. plan seems to be working. They're having mm-hmm. the two biggest movies, mm-hmm. and they're releasing on streaming service at the same time. So I guess their plan worked. Somebody, I think, somebody I think is good. smart. I think it's the future. Mm-hmm. I really, look, I mean, um, I believe... Godzilla versus Kong is going to come out on HBO Max. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I know you're going to want to talk about it, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> so, you know, anyway. Plus, I'm invested, having had to watch that other Godzilla movie now. I you mean the bestest happened. Godzilla movie ever in the history of Godzilla movies? You mean that one? You, 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 <laughs> oh god, so much help. So much you help. know what's crazy? Watching Godzilla dubbed uh, in Spanish on the Spanish channel when you don't really speak Spanish. As an English-speaking person, that's an interesting experience. That's fair. I'll speak Spanish as a Spanish-speaking person. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, or, or that, too. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like, blah, 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 blah. it's Godzilla. <laughs> that's what I saw here. Godzilla! It's like, mira! <laughs> anyway, um, yes. I just got a report in. Yes. Oh, yeah? From the Desktop uh, Saladino. It's, it's concerning the Tom and Jerry movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh People Are you telling me you have, have breaking news? No, nah, yeah. People have <laughs> reported being uh, offended by this movie, so they're going to change the name to Cat and Mouse. Uh, oh, my God. Really? <laughs> no. He's, he's following up on his uh, Mr. Potato Head rant. You know what? Uh, yeah. Nothing shocks me nowadays. I don't yeah, know. Right? <laughs> it, could, it could happen. It could. Um, it could. By the way, Mark. Yes. Um, I'm talking about what you just talked about. Isn't AMC hiring now? Uh, I believe AMC is hiring because, as we mentioned yeah. uh, on an earlier show, that they are in New York anyway, that they are reopening movie theaters yeah. in the city. So, yes. Let's see. We have. I just want to note like 13 million not only is extremely impressive for the pandemic, but under the right circumstances, that would have been a number one movie pre pandemic. Yeah, uh, like, on, you, on a slow on weekend. A slow weekend. That yeah. would have been it. And it's not shocking to me that it's Tom and Jerry because it's kids' movies. Kids' movies have always dominated the box yeah. office. Sadly, the movie wasn't any good. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's terrible. <laughs> but it's a kids' movie. Right. It's animated. It's an partially. Hour and it's half, parts. Partially, it's half animated. It's half animated, half live action. Okay. 
but the, you get what I'm saying. I'm yes, not shocked. Yes, it's yes. an animated movie because they're just they're they're licensed to print money. Right. I I, I always remember working at the theater how how packed those kids movies were that opening yeah. weekend. Oof, oof. And we used to have a a, a formula: um, three uh, three adults equal one kid on how messy the theater gets. Oh, I agree. On top of that, wow. though, it's like it's never one kid. It's never a parent bringing a kid. Or well, you got to bring the whole, the whole, the whole, uh, a, the whole school trip. <laughs> right. It's always like three kids, the two parent, like at least one, two parents. You know, it's always yeah. the thing. Then they want, and for for movie theaters, this is the best. They want concessions. They want candy. Oh crap! Yes, those those are those are the busiest days. Like <laughs> those are the busiest days. Man. But those are the days where you where the theater makes money. Yes, yes, yes. So, they love. Yeah. Because, yeah. We all not have kids? No, we all don't have kids. This is like for, an anti-kid show. Except for Charlie, who has a daughter who opens and closes the show. Oh, right, right, and... right, right. Sorry, Charlie, forgot. Let's put it this way. We all don't have little kids. Right. Little kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, my my know, boy's I... in Yale, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Um, so let's That's see. We get to this last. Oh, thank you. Well, I didn't. You know, he did it. Uh, let's get see. We get to this last bit of news. Tell him I said congratulations. Please. I will. Congratulations. He does. He does listen to the show. So shout out to Ed. Um, let's see. From the we're not waiting till April this time department. San Diego Comic Con has announced that once again they will go virtual this summer. However, they are planning a smaller in-person event for November of 2021. Executive what did say, the executive say? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Okay. It appears that July will be too early to safely hold an in-person event of the magnitude of Comic-Con. So this year, the online experience will be reduced to a three-day event spanning July 23rd through the 25th of 2021. We believe that launching a smaller in-person event at a later time may be a safe alternative. For this reason, we are happy to announce that San Diego Comic-Con Convention is planning to present a three-day in-person event in San Diego in November. At this time, we are working on specific details as to the attendance capacity, badge costs, and related information. Those details will be forthcoming. Uh, We thank you for all your continued and unwavering support uh, during these most challenging times. We look forward to seeing you in November. those of people who have purchased badges in 2020 that were rolled over to 2021 will also be able to have their trans- their badges transferred to 2022 or, if they wish, to be transferred to November 2021. So nobody lost any money uh, on the on the customer side. But, yeah, they're going to they're gonna try something in November. I think that's a good sign of times. You know what's going to happen? It's going to fail miserably, and I'll tell you why. The online yeah. or the in-person? The in-person. Okay, why? Well, Charlie, aren't you just a beaming ray of sunshine today. yes i'm i am just an optimistic person today um no seriously do you want a hug charlie <laughs> yes i need a virtual hug why um, is, why is it gonna fail with a virtual pizza uh, yes <laughs> virtual pizzas and hugs for everybody everybody Yay! um and i want to meet Gun. but anyway um these the um mark what do people do that annoy the hell out of us at comic-con uh, get into giant crowds. <laughs> yes, they stand they in the just, middle of the line. They cluster stand. in the middle of the aisle and yeah. they talk over all their BS and they don't move. In this in this situation, they're going to have to keep moving. They they will not be able to stay in one place and gather, and that is 
going to kill the whole thing. People are going to come out of here and go, oh, it sucked. We couldn't even talk to each other. We couldn't even gather like idiots in the middle of a big crowd. You know, and, and that, that is going to be that is going to be the main gripe about everybody. They can't stay this place too long. They can't stay here too long. You know, so as a a professional, I don't really expect us to be able to do conventions until 2022. At least Uh, even if you get to the tail end of the year and we start getting some herd immunity, I just don't see one, uh, the government allowing such large conventions, maybe small ones, but I don't see them allowing like 100, 200,000 people conventions like New York and San Diego are at all because that's just a guaranteed way to kick things off again yeah the same thing yeah. with what they're saying with the uh the arenas yeah. so I, just, I just don't see it happening for a little while longer just so, the fact that with, people gathering at a table you know so yep well with um we have about a minute and a half to go so i just want to throw this out there uh as i mentioned with the mr potato head thing it's all about the money San Diego, Benjamins. San Diego loses a couple of hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> for not having their convention. Not to mention the so uh, even at the retail stores. Yes, yeah, so even at I'm saying the city, the city has like yeah, retail the, stores, city, the okay. food, the airplane, the yeah. hotel, all that stuff, all that right. pumping into San Diego, they lost a lot of money. So to to have a smaller type thing, at least it'll generate some type of money. I think the convention itself won't be that that successful however i think it's a good idea to at least attempt something at a smaller level and see how it goes and like i always say it's because it's open you don't have to go no hey mark mark are you going i am not going i'm gonna stay in this <laughs> time. a couple more months i'm gonna go uh, for a couple more months so let's I mean, see look, I, 30 seconds i agree like, right. just because it's open doesn't mean you have to go that's my final thought all right jen and if we'll you want to go go Jen, you got a, we got 30 seconds, so you get a final thought before we uh, take a uh, Just because we're allowed to hug again doesn't mean we should be hugging. So no hugging, no handshaking for me forever. Thank you. All right. So with that, we're going to take our break. We'll be right back. With thanks thanks we'll be... for asking me. Right. Well, we're we out of time. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. You've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio, the sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. I'm Nathan Booth from Ben and Apple TV, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Looking to sell your entire comic collection? Have that one key issue you're trying to unload? Well, look no further than Royal Collectibles, your friendly neighborhood comic book shop. Buying and selling comics, toys, and merchandise with experience in the industry for over 30 years. From Golden Age comics all the way up to the present, they want to buy your stuff. Reach out to them online at www.royalcollectiblesonline.com or give them a call at 718-793-0542. That's Royal Collectibles in Forest Hills, Queens, New York. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. 
Today we're going to talk about the Leonardo DiCaprio special, Shutter Island. <laughs> oh my gosh. Another Leo movie. We are on... He's, he's, he has some good movies. Definitely. Yes, he does have some good movies. I mean, Shutter Island happened to be a good one. I originally didn't like it very much. Really? Yeah. What? Uh, why the change of heart? <laughs> I don't know. I watched it with you. I only watched it once, and then I guess it came out in like 2010 or something like that. I don't even know. And then I watched it with you 10 years later, and it seemed like it was better... <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> it needs to ruminate in my mind a little bit. It's To me, it was sort of like, whoa, because of a certain... Part? Yeah. <laughs> the twist endings? Yeah, the plot twist. That, yeah. was, that was where I was like, okay. <laughs> well, what's the movie about? Can you tell uh, you know, the audience? Uh, it's basically about a marshal, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh... He goes in to, like, he takes a certain case that goes into a mental hospital. Yeah, mental hospital, yeah. yeah. And um, he is just in search of if they... Find a missing girl, right? Yeah, to find a missing girl. And also, I think, get revenge on his dead wife's killer? Yeah, I think that was part of it, too. That was... That part was sort of, like... I feel like a little bit confusing to me because I was like, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> well, did it come out of nowhere? I mean, eh. you got to watch for the hints. You saw it twice, didn't you? Yeah. Do you need to see it a third time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, you know, it had the twist ending. It's another Leo movie that you've seen. Um, is he your favorite actor? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's your favorite actor? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Johnny Depp's your favorite actor. Leonardo is up there. Yeah, he's up there. Um, Johnny Depp is my favorite. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, that's cool. So we got uh, the Leo movie. Well, who else was in there? You had um, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, the, the Hulk, right? Yeah, he's the Hulk. Yeah. Um, he was good in that. Yeah, he was yeah, good. He, he was good in that. He's a good actor. Ben Kingsley was the uh, psychiatric ward and the guy... You don't know him. You don't. Who's that? Ben Kingsley. He's an he's a British actor. He's he's really good. Who is he? Who is he? You know what's funny is that if you ever saw Iron Man two or three, who is he? What do you mean? He's he's the guy who like which guy? He's the bald guy in the movie. Oh, that guy. Which guy? I thought you were like, who is he as an actor? Which oh. it sounds like that's what you are asking also. <laughs> well, I'm asking that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, yeah. No, he's an accomplished actor. I mean, and he's been around forever. He's done some great films. Gandhi was like one of his big ones. Um, I'd have to say he was in, I think it was Iron Man 3, which was pretty terrible as far as I'm concerned. He was the bad guy in that movie. The Ma- uh, Mandarin, I think his name was. Mandarin? Yeah. No, he wasn't bald in that movie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you are too funny. Um, we're going to have to see. So, all right. So, Shutter Island happened to be one of your better films that you've watched, you'd say? Uh, yeah. So Probably. There's, there's other Leo movies that we have to introduce you to. Yeah. Oh, you watched Gil- uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, right? Oh, yeah. That was, that was pretty good. I liked Shutter Island better. 
Yeah. But it was nice to see uh, Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio in the same movie. That's right. Two of your favorite guys in yeah. one film. Leo is so young, too, right? He re- he He's a really good actor from what I saw in... He's really good as an actor. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to uh, keep on that trail and go through some more Leo films. Yeah. I think one, The Quick and the Dead, might be on um, Netflix or Prime or something. You can watch that. It's where he's young also. Yeah. I have to also look more into Johnny Depp. <laughs> more, yeah. And Johnny Depp's got a bunch of films, too, that you probably would like and that you're probably not allowed to watch. <laughs> oh yeah, The Departed, I wanted to see that Yeah, The Departed's not for you, really uh, How dare you <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm putting that on the list with the Fight Club uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright Alright, All right. well anyway, until next time Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected Come down to Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin For the best new comics in the month of March First, there was Future State. Now, from DC Comics comes Infinite Frontier. And from all the comics in March, the finale to The King in Black. And from the mind of Keanu Reeves comes Berserker. And your chance to win the rare 1 in 200 variant cover of Berserker Number 1 with purchase of the book. Cosmic Comics, located at 848 Merrick Road in Baldwin. Give us a call, 516-763-1133. Stay safe. This is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke from G.I. Joe. And I am here at Cradlecom, and I am with It Came From The Radio. Hello, friends. This is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. Now, back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... My comic book pick of the week. So today's pick of the week um, is sort of a comic about comics, and it's called Understanding Comics, made by Scott McCloud. I first came across this book when I was doing grad work at Adelphi University. I was going for my grad, uh, my graduate degree in art, and I had a professor that we were discussing the philosophies of art and he actually had us read this book it just so happens he was a big comic book guy and he's made a bunch of comics too which i'm sure i'll end up reviewing at some point and making picks of the week anyway my point being um if you're a fan of the genre and you really want to get to understand comics more i can't recommend this book enough uh again it's called understanding comics and it came out in 1993 it's about 224 pages and it's essentially just a wonderful class on understanding how comic books work, how to read them, how to make them, all these different aspects of it. Let me read to you from Scott McCloud's website, scottmcleod.com. Uh, 
Understanding Comics, a 215-page comic book about comics that explains the inner workings of the medium and examines many aspects of visual communication. Understanding Comics has been translated into 16 languages, excerpted into textbooks, and its ideas applied in other fields such as game design, animation, web development, and interface design. Winner of the Harvey and Eisner Award, the ALFS Art Award, and a New York Times notable book for 1994. Topics include definitions, history, and potential, visual iconography and its effects, closure, reader participation between the panels, word picture dynamics, time and motion, the psychology of line styles and color, comics, and the artistic process. So if you're interested in comics, you want to make comics, you want to do almost anything in the visual medium, I can't recommend this book enough. You can easily get it on Amazon, of course, but I recommend trying to get it um, directly through from scottmcleod.com because uh, he's a nice man and he deserves to have uh, direct uh, sales. Uh, you can also check out web comics that he's done on his website as well as all the different other print comics and things like that. Now, in case you're wondering who is this guy, Scott McCloud, and why is he the authority on comics, let me read to you from Wikipedia, which Mark always lets, wants, to remi wants me to remind you, it's not always 100% accurate. However, I don't think anyone's going to be messing around with information about Scott McCloud. So anyway, Scott McCloud is an American cartoonist and comics theorist. He is best known for his nonfiction books about comics, understanding comics, reinventing comics, and making comics all of which also use the medium of comics, so in a certain way it's very meta. He established himself as a comics creator in the 1980s as an independent superhero cartoonist and advocate uh, for creators' rights. He rose to prominence in the industry beginning in the 1990s for his nonfiction works about the medium and has advocated the use of new technology in the creation and distribution of comics. So he's really one of the best creators to talk about creating comics out there. You're never going to find a more appropriate um, textbook about how this medium works and how to make something in this medium. So I recommend it highly. Um, you can't, like I said, you can't really find a better comic or a better book about this. So that is this week's pick of the week, Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. Uh, listen in again as I'm going to go through a bunch of his books throughout uh, the month. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishysarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember... Logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. So be safe and be healthy. Take care. Hello, radio listeners. What are you thinking? We want to hear from you. What's working for you? What things would you like to hear more about? Write us your thoughts. Or you can buy us a pizza. Just go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com, and click on the Buy Us a Pizza link. Leave your comment there. And we'll read them on video. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lionel, command it. 
Hi everybody, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O on Thundercats, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C-K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From Radio, the official the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we have a little quarantine corner where I will be discussing uh, the television series WandaVision. Um, I think we have to have some spoilers here, which may or may not be mentioned, but most likely will. Um, so I, we have to go back to um, how we normally know, how I normally don't watch trailers. So I have to put in, you guys in my mindset of what I thought of the series that's uh, on Disney+, Plus, which is a continuation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as you don't know. And I didn't know anything going in. I was pretty much going in cold. I just knew it was going to be some type of sit- sitcom Um uh, of her dealing with the aftermath of Avengers Endgame. And I knew it was going to be going throughout the different years. And I knew there was going to be more to it. But other than that, that's all I knew. So I didn't see any trailers. I didn't see any previews. That's that was the only information I had. Now, while watching it, 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 was, a, it was a slow burn when it, when it started off. And I think the problem is, is that this is the first real Marvel Cinematic Universe television series and because of all the interconnectivity and the universe building and the fact that it was released on a weekly schedule we wound up watching a different show than actually what it was this reminds me of um, an episode of south park where the main character one of the main characters um, got through a unique set of circumstances was involved in teaching a uh, a peewee hockey league and he had, a, he had to teach the kids how to play, and they were going to have the big game, and they were supposed to win the game because one of these kids was sick, and he was going to die, and he had to score a goal for him, and he was going to win. And that was basically the story. But then um, when they got to the point of where they're supposed to face their, their main rival, the team didn't show up or was canceled, and they were going to play the, the, uh, the main team of the stadium. So, for example, I live in New York. So, let's say we have a, a baseball team, and it's the Bad News Bears, and we go up against the New York uh, Met. We're going to play at Chase Stadium, and whatever team we're supposed to play at Chase Stadium doesn't play. So, we wind up going up against the actual Mets. And so, we're supposed to beat the Mets, and then everybody's happy. The kid gets his score, and everybody's all great. But what actually happened was is that they lost, and then the camera cuts to – the other team's coach and he's having a father-son moment and he's like son i'm proud of you so it was a bait and switch it was actually the other guy's story so this is what happened when watching wandavision is that you're thinking you're going to watch this huge interconnected marvel universe movie where actually it's just a regular marvel universe movie with a lot of red herrings some that were intentionally put in uh, according to interviews that i've seen afterwards and some of them that just let the, just let the fans go with whatever they had because of all the extra time that people were making up to go so um i had to go back and watch it again in one fell chunk and it, and it plays like a decent marvel movie although it's expanded on so if you with some uh, creative editing it could easily have been a uh, marvel tell a, a marvel movie 
So it flows nicely. So I watched it again, knowing what I know now. I had to go back and watch the whole series in one shot as if it was a movie. Um, there are small clues to the bigger story of what's going on. It does flow nicely. Um, the, the part that really got to me was that the, the timing was a little wonky. So apparently it was nine days since the hex started um, as the show started. And it was seven days of real time had passed from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. And it was three weeks after people came back from the uh, the blip from Thanos, uh, from uh, the Incredible Hulk bringing back everybody to to the world. But there's no def there's no definite time frame of when, at the end of Avengers Part Four, it made it to the beginning of WandaVision. So it's kind of ambiguous about how much time has passed. But roughly, we're about three weeks in from when everybody came back. Um, so that that was the only one of the small complaints I had. Um, one of the the really cool aspects of the show is how they use the masking, um, which is basically the uh, letterbox format or the square format, and how sometimes they use the whole full screen of the television that you're watching, or sometimes they use the black bars at the top and bottom to signify different aspects of the world, which is actually um, Wanda's view of the world. So in the part where they reveal. Uh, the big song that everybody's hearing about, Agatha all along, it's, I believe it was her vision of what was happening as opposed to her, Agatha, actually being behind all the all the events. Because if you're watching it again, you'll notice that it doesn't quite add up, but in her mind, since it's all about her TV show and TV viewings and how the screen just change, I think that that's how uh, that went. Um, I, I find one of the things I find funny is that I thought that it would have made more sense to give Wanda powers connected to the reality stone, which is red, which has alternate reality, as you've seen, most likely you've seen the movies, because if you're just watching this without seeing all the movies, that's not a good place to start. But they decided to go with the mind stone. And there's a couple of things that they put in there that weren't resolved. Um, the, the glitches of, of uh, the videotape of what's happening. That really wasn't explained, even though it happened multiple times and even showed in the past when she uh, connected to the Mind Stone, that that didn't happen. Um, I thought the acting was, was top-notch. They played every genre extremely well. The connectivity and the range of acting from all the characters was extremely well done. You had um, humor. You had... Uh, fear, you had drama, you had intense emotions through all the characters. They all played it very well. I don't think there was a weak link in the entire cast. Um, I find that I came a little ups a little bothered by the fact that it wasn't. Um, I, I actually am bothered by the fact that I fell for the, I, I took the bait. Because what happened was, is while I was watching the show uh, unfold, I'm following following all these theories, and I'm listening and watching them, while still trying to avoid future episode trailers and spoilers, which was kind of an interesting balancing act from week to week. And I think that if I didn't do that, it played better. There isn't a, a way where you can... Um, you can really see how all the all the all the theories of of Mephisto and the the big one, which is obviously uh, Evan Peters coming out and being 
um, from the from the Fox universe, and of course you had a week to sit about all the implications, and it you know opened this door of all these things that could possibly happen. However, if you just watched it in the context of the movie, it really it really is like oh wow that's kind of cool as a little Easter egg, but it keeps it moving, and I think it's the time. So it reminds me of um, a convention I was at with um, Stephen King, and he was asked about the endings. Of his uh, of his programs, and he said that no matter what ending he can come up with, the audience can usually have a better ending because they have more time to work with what they had. So he kind of just like just lets it go and just is what it is. Um, also, I want to. Uh, give a little shout out for the. They did have this story that does move the story forward. But if you think about it, really happened is uh, they just had Wanda become the Scarlet Witch officially because now they can use that title. Um, they gave uh, a little advanced story to Photon, which is uh, Captain uh, Marvel's best friend's daughter. Uh, she's uh, Captain Marvel, the African American Captain Marvel who became Photon. In the comics, so that that kind of just moves that along. I, I believe, from what I'm hearing, despite my best efforts not to, is that this is supposed to lead into the next movie. So it, it gave me, as I was watching it the initially, it made me think that where we were at, much like uh, episode one of Star Wars, it made me realize how there was no way they can get from where they started at to where they needed to be, because you knew what was going to happen in the Star Wars. And he kind of rushed it and smushed it all in the end of episode three to get to episode four, where in this one, I'm watching and I'm like, I don't think they can introduce all the stuff that they're teasing, all the theories, because there's not enough time as the series is moving along. But once again, if you watch it from as a whole without the mystery and the theories, it it flows very well done. It was a pretty well done movie, and if it was an action movie, I thought it was probably one of the better ones that I've seen. Um, I did appreciate the, the the care that they put into the characters, and I appreciate the the visuals. It, it the budget was on par with an actual Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, as opposed to the Marvel TV division, which is Agents of Shield, the Eternals, uh, no, the Immortals, Immortals, Agents of Shield. Um, so you can tell that there that there was a difference in the production values and what the story, what they can and cannot do. Whereas in this, they were able to go all in. So it was just an, an extension of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think that was very well done. So if you are a fan of uh, WandaVision, uh, I mean, if you are a fan of the Scarlet Witch, if you are a fan of the Marvel movies, if you're a fan, if you want to have a little bit of uh, filling in parts, I believe this is a nice little touch, some behind the scenes and fleshing out of characters and from uh, things that you might have missed during the bigger scale movies because this was able to have a longer story. And like I said, once again, if you cut out the parts, you'd be a fine movie on its own. So do I recommend it? I do recommend it. And I do suggest that you go back and watch it one more time straight through knowing what you know if you haven't seen it yet. So, um, oh yeah, I also wanted to mention one thing that I, I that I noticed that no one else seemed to notice was for you, for you fans out there. Um, in episode six, uh, the timer running down at the 2132 mark behind Monica is in perfect sync 
with the actual runtime left in that episode. So no one has pointed that out yet, so I want to go on record as pointing that out. So with that, we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back with a game from the radio. If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla! This is Carrie Steller from In the Girls' Corner, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on the Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to archives of Europe in a week or so. Check us out on such places such as goodtalkradio.com, btdradio.com, indievolt.com, sci-fi.radio, or our social media pages such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.